What's up, everyone? Tune in today as we talk about making your own Sicilian-American style pizza at home. We talk smoked cheese, which states love pizza the most. Will Domino's be plowing snow this winter? And the growing trend that it's not just pizza and beer, it's beer pizza. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pizza Roundtable, part of the Pizza Club Network, where we host some of your favorite pizza personalities from all around the world. You're here with us tonight for Pizza Roundtable, where we talk about some of the biggest pizza news of the week. Uh, I'm your host tonight, Will Dumas, and I'm joined by my guest host, Jim Mumford. Jim is both a cookbook author and a writing contributor for the media publication Inside Hook. Jim, welcome as always. What's going on, man? Hey, well, good to see you, bud. You too, you too. We have some exciting articles to talk about tonight. Um, I think, why not? Let's kick things off first uh, with an article by an author uh, we may know. <laughs> so let me let me share this one. This one is from Inside Hook. I can't believe it. Heard of that? How how to make Italian American style Sicilian pizza? So, Jim, this is uh, it's a good looking pizza. Um, what do we think, man? Tell me all about this article and how it came to be. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm of Sicilian heritage, right? So this is the pizza I grew up with. I didn't know there was other pizza till I was a teenager. Um, so what I did, it, this is literally my grandmother's recipe. And there, there are a ton of ways maybe make Sicilian. This is how I learned to make mine. Um, very approachable pizza. Not a lot of stretching, not a lot of... Um, thinly rolling it's uh mm -hmm. very approachable um so really a uh, really fun one to write even more fun to taste and uh try out um but sicilian if you're new to pizza kind of maybe on the fence about making your own i think it's a perfect one to, to start with i love it so tell I me mean, tell i like I, I appreciate the background a bit of an introduction to it too i love when you kind of you know the, the opening to us where it's kind of like you know what comes to mind when you think pizza Perfect, perfect start <laughs> to it, Jim, because I think, too, like, <laughs> all the time, it's always like, do I think New York Slice is, like, the classic pizza, or do I think, right. like, Chicago, right, as a, as a baseline? So, inherently, for you, you automatically think Sicilian, but just wondering, where do you think most people fall? Do you think New York is, like, the de facto, like, I think of pizza, or is it really dependent on where you come from? I think it's New York. I, I think, you know, 99% of people would think of the, the big traditional triangle, right, the floppy slice, and... Sure. maybe right uh you might have a chicago or a deep dish but i think most people would think of that classic slice and why shouldn't they right that's the the pie that kind of started it all and it makes perfect sense but you know the way i grew up i you know pizzas were a rectangle they weren't they weren't a circle and sure. you know, circle was the, the abnormal one so and <clears throat> it is fire it depends where you grow up who you grow up with but uh, for most people, I, I think it's the the classic slice. But again, we all grow up different and have, uh, and that's kind of the fun of pizza, right? Every pizza, every slice you have is compared against the pizza you grew up with. Nope, I'm, I'm with you there. What what I thought was interesting, I'd love to talk about just for a second, um, and then we'll we'll talk about the recipe. Um, so I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to hear <laughs> it. Um, when you you made a comparison in here too, I think a style that a lot of people are probably familiar with nowadays, which is you know kind of the uprising of Detroit, right? In yeah. general, so I mean, distinctively, give us some highlights where we how Sicilian you know differentiates itself from Detroit, and I mean, like essentially, right? I mean, Sicilian's there first, right? So I mean, that's that is yeah. the OG from the square pies. I'll say that way. You're absolutely right. I mean, when with all the variants of the Sicilian Detroit, they're really really similar. Um, the difference is, right, a Detroit's going to have maybe a specific cheese with the cheese rim. Um, it's going to have a little bit more cooked specific sauce. Other than that, right, 
that's basically they're basically a very similar pie. Uh, Sicilian would be probably a little more flat. Detroit a little more stout. Generally, mm. though, with all the variants and all the people doing their own takes, the lines have been kind of blurred back from Sicilian turned into Detroit. Now they're kind of turning back. Uh, but you still have, you know, the big, fluffy, crunchy, you know, dough. You have the cheese on the bottom, sauces on the top. Uh, you know, th those characteristics kind of carry on to both styles. So from that point, when you're kind of describing it quickly from a style perspective, we're looking for, and I think when we when we think Detroit, we're looking at those crisp edges, right, for, for yeah. the most part coming out of it. I mean, we're looking for, Sicilian, we're looking for more pillowy soft chew, but not a crisp to it. I mean, how do, how do we kind of describe the difference? Yeah, I, I would say Sicilian's going to be more, more like a focaccia, right, where there's a little mm -hmm. crisp, but you're not, it's not going to give you any resistance. It's going to be pillowy. It's going to be airy. Um, a variant of the Sicilian, the grandma pie, is going to be a little bit more crisp, a little bit more crunchy, right? It, it's not as risen. Um, so where Detroit, right, it's all about that crunch, the oil of the 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 cheese in the pan, as it should be, right? So sure. your Detroit's going to have a lot more texture, especially in the corners, where Sicilian's going to be a little more pillowy, but a good one's still going still gonna to give you a little bit of bite. So are you are you a corner or a middle guy for him? Of course, I'm a corner guy. I I'm almost <laughs> offended you ask about you corner mill. And I caught that reference, by the way. I I slipped that I I slipped in a Sally Slice's reference into the into the article. My editor did not catch it. Thank God. So you know, telling you the truth, Detroit's I'm, I'm more corner for Sicilian. I kind of like a little more pie, so I'm kind of in the middle more more so. I know probably the. The one you actually want on your team to like, I'll take the middle oh, slice, right? you know? <laughs> Two of us to split a pie any day. I think that's a, that's a great match. Um, all right. Let's, lastly, let's talk a little bit about the the recipe um, sure. that you've got here. So quickly, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i share it up here just so we can all see it as well. Um, all right. So baseline, Jim, bread flour. Bread flour is a starting point. And it, any difference or variation if we go away from it, if, you know, can we sub in, you know, AP flour or do we need to use something finer or what, what, why, why bread flour? Um, I like bread flour just because it's more approachable. I think it, it allows for a little bit less rise time. Um, a lot of recipes, including my grandmother's, call for all purpose, right? They have all special flours. You use what you had. Um, so not a must here like it is in some styles, but I think it makes it a little bit easier, um, especially for the newer, uh, the newer pizza chef. Okay. And I also noted you said bottled water, particularly. I did. Tell me, I, and I know it's almost a throwback be... to my first article. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, it, it really comes down to your tap water has stuff in it, minerals and chlorine. I don't know what's in your tap water. I know what's yeah. in bottled water. And it's a lot cleaner. Um, and this one really, the rise is everything. Um, so having, you know, extra minerals and chlorine and things that might inhibit rise hurts, hurts the process. So I, okay. bottled water is really, really important, not filtered, bottled. Um, so, you know, you've got kind of a cleaner uh, benchmark to what you're working with. Okay. I can appreciate that. And then I know you mentioned always, always, you know, cooking the sauce here. I'm, I'm going through this quickly, you know, mm -hmm. pure standard olive oil, salt, sugar, uh, uh, oil, obviously for this, for this dough. Oh, totally. yeah. Always a cook sauce, though, for a Sicilian. And you're doing it with tomato paste for that sauce, then? I am. Uh, always cook sauce, uh, always tomato paste. Um, it gives that sweetness that just, I think, is kind of unreplaceable, right? Unless you are growing your own tomatoes and have, you know, super, super fresh and super sweet. The, the spike of tomato paste um, kind of sets that richness and also lowers the moisture content, right? So, oh, okay. um, you know, water is the enemy of, of this style. 
So sure. you have to get all the moisture out. And a great way to do that is use the paste. Uh, okay. And now you're going crushed tomatoes versus whole tomatoes and crushing mm-hmm. them. Distinctly so that way. Okay. Distinctly so, again, for kind of the moisture Wonderful. and the standardization. Right. Listen, a professional kitchen, they can get away with that, right? They've got the ovens. They get up to five, 600. You know, our ovens don't. So yep. you have to uh, you have to make some concessions sometimes as one of them. <laughs> All right, I love it. So listen, I'll, I'll last thing let's just hit just for technique on it. There's a quick mix. I don't want to say it's like um, um, a, a poolish right, or a vegan, mm-hmm. but I mean it's a quick five minute start of your of your flour, kind of yep. saturate it, and then we're adding you know additional flour uh, on top of that. We're we're using a mixer if if possible. And that's really kind of the main component to that right i mean it's it's set it and and forget it after after that point in time but i guess the key that you kind of differentiate here is like the double rise right Right. so that's up to three days in the fridge wow i wasn't Mm -hmm. i wouldn't have thought that long yeah you can right it just it only gets better with time you know Mm -hmm. true sicilian has that big airy and you get that just with the slow rise um and because we're not doing all the other advanced techniques right to build the gluten and to build the air you can make up with that with time right you know again a professional chef might have you know more mixing or different styles like say the pula that that's not approachable to everyone this style right let it rise a day or two in the fridge get in the pan you know stretch it do whatever let get that double rise and then go is pretty foolproof um i've been doing this way for a while um, with variations of the par baking. And again, that's a little more advanced for the sure, average inside sure. hooker here. Uh, but this is, you know, your no no frills, basic, you know, Sicilian that'll get you there every time. Okay, I like it. I mean, I guess same time, right? Time heals all wounds and all pizzas, same way, I guess, huh? You got that right, <laughs> bud. <laughs> all right, man, lastly, I did notice distinctly, this is a cheese first, then sauce. Um, <laughs> and then it's that always i feel like i've seen a lot of sicilians at least you know out out in the in the wilderness or the wild where i'm seeing them right and there's always a you know drapery of cheese on top that's not a not a not a you know dusting that's clumpy they kind of pull off is that the idea behind the cheese on the bottom to that so you don't get that yeah i mean there are different ways right if you par bake you put the layer of sauce you par bake it you set it and then you put the cheese in the sauce um this is how this is how i grew up right where the slices of cheese and the sauce on top like a detroit um, but you know, a grandma pie, which is, you know, the cousin of Sicilian probably has yep. sauce in the bottom. Um, and then the cheese, listen, there, there's a lot of ways to do it. I don't know if there's a right or a wrong. Um, this is just how I grew up. So this is how I wrote the article. I love it. I love it, man. All right, cool. And I know I did notice you mentioned some toppings, um, you know, possibilities here, but favorite topping for you on a Sicilian. Is uh, it different? Pepper- is it different than other styles for you? Just yes. Press it? Yes, okay. Absolutely. Sicilian pepperoni, banana peppers all day, the best combination um, for Sicilian in my eyes, right? They're, they're flat, they're even, right? Yeah. They don't, they're evenly displaced and they're huge flavor um, in the kind of a longer cooking than most. So you mm-hmm. know, an onion or a sun-dried tomato might burn or dry out. These are hardier and they, they can yeah. withstand the cooking. Uh, dude, I love it. As always, definitely, guys, if you want to uh, check this article out from Jim and try this recipe, Jim, I will definitely be trying in the weeks upcoming. I'll, I'll, I'll put oh, it on the, on the gram and let you know what it looks like, man, for right. sure. For sure. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what you think of the uh, kind of the, the 1.0 Sicilian recipe. 
Oh, I dig it. Oh, I forgot to ask, Jim, from, just from a hydration perspective, I know you had mentioned here, right, just for, for anyone kind of approaching it for the first time, the dough is definitely going to be sticky, right, because yeah. it's got a high hydration rate or, or otherwise said like a high water content, right, to the dough. Right. I mean, roughly, roughly from a percentage standpoint, what, what do we think that is? I think this one was approaching 70%, um, a little bit okay. higher, you know, most are right in the 60s. Um, again, this one higher, so it's very sticky. But again, you want that rise, you need that moisture to kind of get set that texture uh, because we're not doing some of the the really really crazy things to, to get it otherwise. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey man, listen, a set it and forget it style. I think is easily approachable from the beginning, and it looks like it's going to yield a pretty good result. So yeah, I appreciate that. But it too. We're happy to hear. Talk to us. Absolutely. Yeah. Tag me. Uh, we'll, yeah. Love the critique. Listen, there are no bad pizzas. So agreed. Excited agreed. to see it. All right, cool, man. Thanks very much for for contributing to this one. I'm so happy to get to talk about your own article for today. Dude. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Um, all right. So listen, let's, um, let's talk a little bit about an article that popped up for me in, uh, pizza today. Um, so okay. this one, I don't have a, I don't have a lot of experience here, but I'm, I'm intrigued if you do Jim and in the sense that I think there's a distinctive style perhaps that kind of goes along with this for, for the most part. Um, but I'm sorry, let me grab your article. Apologies there. Um, oh, keep it up all you want. That's... <laughs> Um, sorry, guys. All right, let me check this one. Um, this was the idea of a smoked cheese. And I said, this one's out of pizza today. Um, I don't have a lot of experience in, in smoked cheese on pizza. Um, and I'm wondering if you do, Jim, only because I know you're a bit of a regional specialist, right? As mm -hmm. you can, as I can call you, uh, from, from pizza sure. styles. And I think there's a, tell me if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, is it, is it the like St. Louis style that's got like the smoked or Probel, is it Probel style cheese that has a, a smoked yeah, cheese? Provel, that's which the first is... one that comes to mind. Yeah. And, you know, St. Louis style, right, has that Provel. It's very processed, uh, but some do use kind of a smoked cheese um, element. Uh, you know, I've used smoked provolone, I've used smoked cheese. To me, I think it gets lost with all the flavors, right? I mean, think mm -hmm. of all the complex flavors and smoke is so subtle. Um, that has to be done very purposely. You're not just going to make your your average pie with it. Um, you need something where you really need to understand the smoke as an element and not overwhelm it. Um, but in smoking cheese, is, as Oracle says, is very difficult to do. It has to be a cold smoke. Obviously, it gets hot. Then you, you melt the cheese and you change the proteins. Um, so smoking cheese is difficult and honestly a little expensive. Um, yeah. But, you know, I've used smoked provolone. Um, you know, I've used that almost kind of like a finish, right? Mm -hmm. um, again, because when you heat it, you lose some of those elements. You know, I would just kind of think, I would wonder if there's the style in Ohio that has the cold grated cheese on top that's not cooked. Yeah. I yep, think smoked yep. cheese would be wonderful in that, right? Give it a chance to kind of shine. Um, and, you know, you melt it and you heat it, it, it changes a lot of those smoky characteristics. So I, I, I would wonder if any of the, I think it's uh, Old Forge, any of them, um, or Ohio Valley, uh, any of those pizza places yeah. use smoked cheese. If you're watching, try it. Because um, I think that would actually be really interesting and really good. Yeah, that's kind of a cool idea to do the the smoked cheese at the end. And I agree, I'm with you. Like just like anything smoked, right? Like you think about it, you know, a little goes a long way. And I think the article mm -hmm. here they also reference that away in, in general, right? Like there's a distinctive smoke flavor to it, and that can easily become overwhelming if you're too long. But right. in the same breath, if you're not actually putting enough, then it's not there, right? So like actually finding a balance seems to be like a really tough thing to use especially with this approach where there's a lot of other flavors potentially going on on that pie 
because I, I don't think you, you would just be, well, well, give me your thoughts too. It, I, it wouldn't just be like, to me, a plain pie with a smoked cheese. It would seem like you'd have to kind of build some other toppings or ingredients around that inherently as well. And it, it would have to be the right pie, right? You'd want to have something that's yeah. grilled or charred, right? The compliment. Uh, because again, right, if you just put smoked cheese on a normal, you know, Neapolitan, I think it would be, it'd be out of place, right? It needs, it needs something to sing against some sweetness, something super yep. savory, just like you would barbecue, right? You think of a sweet and savory barbecue sauce on ribs. You'd want to emulate those flavors in your pie. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly kind of what I was thinking about that from, from a, from a barbecue perspective, right? Kind of trying to balancing what that looks like. So, all right. I mean, I'm going to have to try it. Maybe if, if anyone else hears any thoughts on, on the smoked cheese, I'm happy to talk about it. Smoked mozzarella is probably one of the only other ones that I've had some, I don't know, like I've been around and tried it, not my jam per se, but yeah, it's, um... it's funky, right? <laughs> it's got, it, it's not a normal smoke like you would on meat, right? It's got a very distinct, no. almost acrid flavor, right? That again, mm -hmm. has to be really carefully balanced. Um, I've never had it perfect, but I'm curious. Yeah. They say if, if anyone nails it, I'd love to, love to hear what you did. Yeah, as I say, for like smoked mozzarella that I always tried, it felt kind of dense or heavy as opposed to like the kind of watery texture that you're normally or lighter texture that you're getting from from a really nice mozzarella. But um, right. all right, whatever. Well, we'll see. All right, if anyone else tries it, I'm happy to see you guys. <laughs> um, cool. Let's talk about some some upcoming changes um, potentially to to the pizza marketplace. Um, and this one is coming out of Axios. Uh, mm -hmm. Talking about Whole Foods, so I mean, I'm I'm chatting about it because they particularly reference the idea of um, an apprenticeship, which I think is kind of cool for the industry, really but cool. in, in in general, um, kind of a lost art at some times, right? For for coming in, so this one, like I said, um, out of Axios, pizza making anyone Whole Foods aims to revive culinary apprenticeships. So essentially, uh, butchery, cheesemongering, cake decorating, and soon pizza making, Whole Foods Markets is reviving the, flag, um, the flagging art of culinary apprenticeships. Why it matters in the era of labor shortages, apprenticeships are a proven workforce training model that inspires employee loyalty and drives customer satisfaction. So the news here, though, um, out of Whole Foods, the next two apprenticeships, pizza making and produce specialists will be followed by fishmongering. These are paid learn on the job positions, typically with no experience required. So I don't know, Jim, on that point, if I could just like walk into Whole Foods and be like, hey, make me a pizza maker and pay me. It sounds kind of cool. Give me, what do you, give me your thoughts on what Whole Foods is doing and the idea of apprenticeships, particularly focused on pizza uh, yeah. in general. Yeah, I, I love it, right? Um, pizza making is an art, right? And it takes time, but it also takes, um, takes some skill. And, you know, there are some, you know, classes you can take. I know the Culinary Institute around Chicago offers them. But, you know, to have truly offer the apprenticeship, I think is wonderful. Um, you know, my grandfather ran a, a grocery store and he would, you know, training butchers and training fishmongers, right, was something that you had to do because you yeah. can't just walk off the street, but a you know, culinary degree is kind of overkill. So how do you find that happy medium? I love it. And hats off to them, the, you know, teaching people artisan skills, which again, I feel like kind of fell off the radar, right? Yeah. A, lot, a lot of ways for a lot of years. Um, so good for them to bring it back. I think pizza is a great one where people can really make really good careers, you know, starting with pizza, but understanding baking and intricacies of breads, right? There's more than just one thing they can yes. do. So I love it and hats off to them. That's awesome. I'm glad you mentioned baking. So I think it's one of those things sometimes people kind of overlook or think about, but I mean, listen, pizza to me is, is a baked product and baking mm -hmm. is such a major part of it. Science is, is 
if you're getting to the higher echelon of pizza making, science is relative. It's not just throwing things together, right? We're very distinctive in what you're using from percentages, just like a baker right. would. So it's always, it's always a- absolutely fun. right. And it's also a combination of baking, right, pastry skills and savory skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, uh, I think it's a great skill to learn that can you can go into you know savory, you can go into pastry. It's a good springboard, and maybe test the waters if you want to kind of advance your career. Yeah, cool. I'm with you. Um, all right, let's keep it moving. This one, I think, um, I have, I have a good feeling you're going to have some <laughs> thoughts on it. Um, in that I've definitely tried using this ingredient before, but I'm intrigued to see it coming back maybe more. So I think it's an, an, an interesting pairing that's always talked about, right? So this one out of, um, uh, Nation's Restaurant News, NRN, uh, pizza and beer come together in a single menu item. A growing number of restaurant operators are merging the beloved pairing into pies. So first, I'll start off, Jim, in general. Have you ever made a beer pie? I have a feeling I know the answer to this question, but something about <laughs> you, you know the answer I have. So, yeah, I do have a recipe that, uh, you know, does use beer in uh, pizza dough. I, it's wonderful. It uh, kind of gives a sourdough flavor. It changes how the yeast comes together. The sugars caramelize. Uh, it, it's one of my go-tos. I absolutely love it. It's very difficult, right, because it changes, again, how the yeast hi- yeast rises, the dough hydrates. Uh, but I absolutely love doing it i love that people are kind of experimenting with the different beers to get the flavor profiles uh so uh, all for it yeah that's the thing i think is a a bit of a nuance too and i know people always think oh you know kind of using beer or wine as an ingredient in in general in recipes are kind of just like oh you know put put whatever in there um but i think (laughs) it's really important that like they're distinctive flavors that are actually going to come through I guess one of those right. things people hear about and they're like, oh, sure, the flavor will come through. But no, it really does, particularly oh, yeah. depending upon the, the profile of what, of what you're using there. <laughs> yeah, it, absolutely. So, you know, Quad Cities Pie, for example, has like the malt in it and has very malty undertones. That's why mm-hmm. I use beer on because, again, a lot of the same ingredients. And it's really a great way to kind of let it come together and let some of those really interesting the Hefeweizen and the stout flavors shine. Um, again, like the smoked cheese, it's got to be done, right? It's got to be done purposely, but when done correctly, it's really, really wonderful. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I want, I want to get your, your thoughts on, on one of these pies uh, that they, that they reference in here. So, and I'm going to say, I haven't used, I've never used beer in like a long ferment. I've only used it, the idea of maybe trying to produce something quickly and, and generating some, some quick yeast to save some time and then really get Got some it. rise, rise uh, expeditiously. But that's, that's when, that's when I've used <laughs> it, but I'm going to have to try to build it into something a bit more long-term. But what do you think about this? This is a bratwurst simmered in local beers uh, pizza for Brewers Hill slice from the street Zav food truck in Milwaukee. That looks like a, a, br- a bratwurst and uh sauerkraut pie jim what do you what do you think about it it's the most you know you could eat that at a packers game and call it call it the most <laughs> wisconsin thing in the world uh you know i love it um it again right it's it's a pastry right it's maybe not as pizza but i'm sure it's delicious there's not there's nothing <laughs> bad about any of that uh so i would say i'll try a slice twice and a feeling i'd really really like that one <laughs> Oh man, I love it. All right, well, listen, talking about spreading spreading pizza around the world, um, this one up next is out of uh, WTNH. Uh, we're talking about how mu- how often or how much Connecticut residents Google pizza. Apparently, guys, Connecticut residents Google pizza more than any other state. 
I'm not saying per se I'm shocked by it. I mean, I'm definitely thinking the Northeast Connecticut over something like New York, perhaps. But I mean, Connecticut is really up and coming, obviously, in, in the pizza scene, especially mm -hmm. for more chatting about New Haven. But I don't know. Right. Shocked by any of this data. For, you know, let me have them first, guys. In general, um, Connecticut being the number one search for the term pizza than any other state, according to Google Trends. That's where the data is from. Uh, it's followed by Pennsylvania, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and then Massachusetts. And then finally, on the flip side, the states that are least Googling of, uh, of pizza are Washington, Washington, D.C., Utah, New Mexico, Washington, and California. So, Jim, what do we think? Anything surprising about this? Not really. I'm, I kind of thought New York would be top, honestly. Um, same, New, same, New, same. New York, right? Um, uh, you, know, the, you know, New England, certainly. Kind of thought even yeah. Michigan, right? Uh, but not totally surprising. I am surprised to see California on the flip side. Yeah. Um, with all, you know, listen, there's some great artists and pies in California, and that's really up and coming. So that surprises me a lot. Um, Utah, maybe not as much. But uh, even Washington, D.C. has really, really good pizza and really good variety. So, again, it's Google, right? You got to take it. If, if you live across the street from a place, you're probably not going to Google it, probably. Fair, um, fair. So I'm sure there, there's probably a sociological aspect to all of this, but I, ah. yeah, the New England right the area is is it for pizza. We all know that going down to New York, so not totally shocked. Well, that's kind of interesting. I didn't think about that. Till, like population density perhaps makes it different from what you're googling because they're so near to you. Maybe you're just walking to your favorite spot, right? Versus like, oh, hey, is is something new? Um, that's interesting, right? Well, maybe yeah. we can get we can get a response on that. So we'll see. <laughs> Tell I'm mired in sociology, so I uh, I think about these weird things. So, oh. Right. Well, listen, one thing I did I forgot to highlight in general, also it's the article worldwide. Um, however, it is a U.S. territory that Google's pizza more than anything else. That top spot goes to Puerto Rico. Absolutely was not expecting that, and then followed by the U.S. Um, after that, Puerto Rico. I was not thinking on the top Google search from <laughs> external from, from everywhere. Yeah. Like, wow. So I'm shocked at. I probably get more page views on my site about pizza from Puerto Rico than the rest of the world combined. I don't know why uh, this backs it up and it's kind of interesting to hear, but I don't know if there just isn't a lot of pizza there. So people make it themselves. It's not a restaurant thing. It's a, but tons of traffic from Puerto Rico about pizza, just pizza, nothing else. You know, like anything else I do. But yeah, what? so again, I'm sure there's a there's a reason there, but yeah, Puerto Rico. That's so interesting. Then we're going to dig more into this. I want to understand why. What's the deal? I mean, is there is there a distinctive like Puerto Rican pizza style or, or pizza or questions that you get in any way to kind of give you some thoughts on like what are people making there the most? Um, or anything I, you can <laughs> take away? It, it, it's the Brooklyn style is what most people look at so just you kind of a standard right the pizza you think about when you think about yeah. pizza um, it's not any other region varieties but just a standard new york pie i would say most of my traffic and i don't know if it's they don't have pizza restaurants there you know it's more yeah. home-based cook i don't know but yeah i it shocked me the first time like i must have one really <laughs> ambitious fan down there or something so really interesting to see this article dude that's crazy all right yeah. interesting man hmm. 
Um, all right, well, listen, let's talk a little bit because, because Jim, I think you uh, live in a, a snowy regions as, as I once did. Uh, a new, an, an interesting article uh, or promotion, uh, any way you want to describe it. I mean, it's just another Domino's offering that is, that is just out there. This one from, I picked this one up. This was all over, but I picked this one up from my, my journal courier. Um, Domino's offering plow grants so customers can get their pizza in the winter. I mean, what are they possibly going to think of next, guys? In general, Domino's is awarding half a million dollars in grants for snow plowing so that carryout customers can have access to hot pizza even on the coldest and snowiest days. So in general, the promotion works as follows. Customers can, nav- can nominate up to 20 cities to get up to $25,000 in snow plowing grants. Visit the website Plowing for Pizza to submit the zip code of their hometown for a grant. The nomination ends on the 21st. Apparently this is gonna be going on on like a rolling basis so that like people can actually get awarded this money during the winter when we're gonna get snow. Um, So, I mean, what do you think about this, man? I would like to shake the hand of the person who's in charge of marketing at Domino's because every week we talk, every week we talk about something new. I'm like, all right, that's pretty, that's pretty funny. It's cool. It's probably a tax write off form that they can, you know, pose as marketing. Yeah. So good for them. And hey, right. I mean, snow plowing here. I live in Michigan. It's a big deal, right? I mean, people make their careers off it. So uh, I'm sure, sure every little bit helps. And, Again, kudos to Domino's for coming up with tax write-off ways to to promote themselves. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm just I'm sharing the site here quickly. The the snow plowing site. I mean, this is this is it's pretty interactive. Like you can nominate, <laughs> simple as that. Zip code uh, that you're looking for, email address, um, and you can get out there and get a get a plowing grant. I, it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> And it looks like, I, to be honest, you don't even you don't even have to opt in for the marketing email. So I'm I'm interested in that. Maybe they really are just giving it away here. Maybe I, like I say I, I I nominated you know Kalamazoo, Michigan. Why not? Right? I mean, a little bit to keep the roads <laughs> safer. It, it it's interesting. It's altruistic. It's it's marketing. It it checks all the boxes. And listen, they might yeah. not be my favorite pizza, but they're my favorite pizza company. Right. Yeah, just all the I mean, it's hard to marketing. It, 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 I, we always say, like at least I always do here. It, like I, we, like as you said, right? We're we're constantly seeing articles and things coming out. But I mean, like they're catchy, they're interesting, they're innovative. They get people to talk about them. Um, and like, why not? I mean, like literally, sign up your zip code and put an email address and see if you guys can get pizza. If you're a small town, like this could actually be pretty cool, man. Yeah. Right. I mean, that directly, you know, goes back to a community, right? It's not something where it's, right, it's going to people. So it's interesting. I, I like it. And, and again, you know, it makes the roads safer. It makes pizza easier. Why not? Good for them. But I like yeah. this one a lot. Yeah, this one was good. I actually I actually feel good about this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's talk a little bit about uh, this one from 9 to 5 Toys. This is, we're getting a lot of articles coming out for end of the year talking about like what ovens to buy um in general right and what's kind of what's hot to get what's new to do this one i wasn't that familiar with but i want to i want to get your kind of thoughts on it this one is uh chefsman's indoor pizza oven offers six options of pizza styles at an all-time low of 350 this one just came out through the day looks like in general the oven itself is, is an indoor style oven from 300 to 800 degrees and there's I think six distinctive settings that they have for, for per pizza style. So there's like a Neapolitan setting, a New York setting, so on and so forth. So mm. in general, I'm interested, Jim, what, do, what are your thoughts? Just first glance at the oven, but just also in the same idea of like, 
the growing popularity very quickly of these really high temp indoor pizza ovens um, coming to market. I, I mean, I love it, right? We've talked before that they're great for everything besides pizza, right? Veggies and meats. And so, you know, I like it. It looks like it's a good size. It looks like it's a good price. You know, I, I don't have one. I don't know the heft. I don't know how quick it heats up or of course. Any, of the, any of the specs on it. But listen, I it you really can't go wrong. And, you know, I, I would bet, you know, what the air fryer was five, 10 years ago, the indoor pizza oven is going to become just with versatility, especially if, you know, if I was in college again, I'd have one, right? You cook anything on it, reheat it. And so, yeah, I, 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 I love it. And you know, so the price looks right. And at this point, it's not if it's what, right. And you shop and yeah. get the right model. And this might be it for some people. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. It's certainly one of the things I'm kind of, I'm interested in. I, I love the outdoor oven, but sometimes it just, it gets to be like too hot or it's too cold. And like the convenience of having it indoor, being able to turn on real quick, not have to like move it, right? Like set it up outside. Right. You can literally leave it on your countertop and be able to generate that high heat. Like it's pretty intriguing. I, I'm going to say I'm, I'm looking forward to maybe spending time with a friend or two that might has a bolt so I can try it out and get a good feel for it. That's probably the next step I'm, I'm going for, but you know. Come on over, bud. No, you nailed it, right? Because outdoor, especially like I live in Michigan, right? Where yeah. you know, high winds and snows can really, really affect things and it gets, you don't really do it in the garage. So yeah, that my indoor model slowly is becoming my, my go-to, um, especially, you know, they're, they're bigger and not there. They've made ways to make them safe. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, safe to touch best with young kids. I, they're, they're kind of no brainers. All right. Listen, I want to get your thoughts um, on the next pizza. I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm just going to throw throw <laughs> the image, um, and I'm in, I'm intrigued to uh, to get your thoughts on it, Jim. Here, what do we think about this pie? Oh, come on! Load, load, no! I think that I think that's a salad. Again, I'm not a pizza expert, <laughs> Will, but I'm pretty sure. That's a lovely looking chef salad. No, Jim, it is not. It is a easy pizza salad from the recipe critic. Um, this fresh and hearty pizza salad has all of the delicious flavors of a classic pizza, but without the crust, the healthier low carb version of a slice of pepperoni pizza fresh out the box is loaded with delicious ingredients that will make you come back for more. So, we're always talking about pizza Jason items, right? And so I yeah. mean, this one definitively to me is not pizza. But I will say, I totally can appreciate like a salad pie personally. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's like a New York thing or like upstate state New York kind of thing, but this looks like a good salad to me. I'm totally down. Pepperoni in it, some some olive, pepperoncinis. Like this to me yeah. looks like a pizza stand a great side item to a pizza i'd even put right. it on a on a pizza um totally I'd, I'd be down for that as well but um mm. I don't know, what, do you think? what do you think about this one yeah you nailed it right it's not pizza it's inspired by a lot of classic pizza flavors and toppings and it lo looks like a really nice salad you know i do think you can't eat pizza every night you know <laughs> at a certain certain point you know let lettuce and veggies have to win at some point so it's a good compromise you hit the flavors right i do a pizza soup which you know plays on the same thing, so it's not pizza, but you're right. It's inspired by pizza flavors. It looks like a really nice salad. Um, 
<laughs> I love it. All right, listen, we'll talk. We'll talk finally one more item that I think is one out more. there for for the holidays, just because we're we're on the trend here of, of pizza related items. So this one is uh, I pulled it off of the Trend Hunter, and this is a pizza themed cocktail kit. This is Hormel Pepperoni Bloody Mary kit makes a savory seasonal cocktail. So Hormel launched the ultimate pepperoni Bloody Mary cocktail kit as a limited time, limited edition offering for pizza lovers who are looking for unique holiday gifts, beverages to bring to a seasonal gathering, or something festive to sip on National Bloody Mary Day. I don't know if it's pizza, but what do you think? Do you down for Bloody Mary in the first place? Yeah, I'm uh, in the right saying, right? I think it okay. has to be a su- Sunday morning over brunch about 1030. I'm there. Um, you know, it looks really interesting. I, I think I'm more interested in the, the pickle pepper vodka and the, the garlic absolutely, hot sauce. Absolutely. But, I mean, listen, pepperoni is great in anything. And I, I think it plays right. It's marketing. I don't think yeah. I necessarily go out of my way for it. But you put one in front of me in the right setting with the bratwurst and uh, <laughs> sauerkraut pizza. And I think I'd have a party, you know? Yeah, I'm down to try it. I mean, it's interesting, <laughs> especially a release from, from Hormel. So perhaps just a way to kind of increase their appeal out there and tell you know cross promote to to something else is interesting i personally haven't seen like a bloody mary kit i feel like it's a good idea people do take um although i feel a lot of holiday gatherings are a little bit later perhaps than like a brunch or morning time so i don't know but you know i guess i could i could i'd try it yeah i get pepperoni's probably not pepperoni sales aren't peaking right in november december so brand relevance is important so Again, good for them, right? It's a nice option. Uh, the flavors look carefully crafted, which I yeah. you know, respect. So it's not just like put pepperoni and tomato sauce and call it. It looks looks intentional. Fair. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt here. All right. You know what? We got time for one more, actually, real quick. Because this, this, this always intrigues me. Kind of like when you're looking to, let's say, create something that is something, but then it turns into something else, right? So I'll say here, this one. Happy Joe's unveils new pizza burgers inspired by its popular pies. Uh, this one from um, wquad.com at the ABC8 affiliate, I believe. So the new menu item is turning the pizza parlor's most popular pizzas into burgers using the same toppings found on its pizza menu. Um, so they, I guess they're based in, in Iowa. So I'm intrigued for, for some of your thoughts. Apparently they have a, a you know a unique menu of pizzas, obviously, that are a bit outside the, the regular zone of <laughs> your standard Italian based Italian American based offering. So we've got a sloppy a sloppy Joe burger, a taco burger, taco supreme, a BLT, mac and cheese, <laughs> the HJ special burger, which is a burger top with pizza sauce, mozzarella, Canadian bacon, and crispy sauerkraut, mm-hmm. just as unique as the namesake pizza. So Intriguing in general, Jim, what do you think about the idea of the particular pizzas, but also the idea of just taking your pizza and turning it into a burger? Does it work? Or is it just another way to say it's pizza something and it is not? <laughs> yeah. So I know Happy Joe's, right? That's a pretty famous okay. quad, quad C's uh, style pizza joint. Um, so I I like their pizzas and they're they're kind of wacky out there. I'm not yeah. a pizza burger guy, right? I've you know okay. tried a bunch and I don't know, for some reason, you know, burger's a burger, pizza's a pizza, and just the flavors are too similar and yet not different enough. Um, so I'm I've never been a fan of the pizza burger. Uh but yeah, you know, nah. but you know, some of their you know, mac and cheese on a burger, I understand it, right? And I get sauerkraut burgers. So I guess if you're gonna have wacky variants, why not put it on a burger? I, I don't think it's more of a stretch and just pepperoni and sauce like a lot of you know places do. So I don't know. Again, I, I try it try it once, but 
I think these are just burgers based on pizzas, which are based on pizzas, right? Yeah, so I, it's, I like, it's like which came first here? <laughs> Circular reference. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly right. Yeah, you're you're in a you're in a do loop here of pizza and burgers. So, but they they do make a wonderful pie, and I uh, I trust them if they're going to do it, they're going to do it right. What what style, what style of pizza do they do in general? It, it's the quad C, so it's cutting the strips with the multi crust uh, and yes, 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 yes. So again, a little bit out there, a little bit further away from typical, you know, stereotypical pizza as is. So again, you're yep. you're stepping your way through it. Uh, all right, cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm also. I, I don't go the pizza burger route and personally. It's like I'm just. There's so many unique items to put on to make a burger out of or, right. or do. So I don't need a pizza burger. But hey, listen, if they're good, I'll, I'll try one again. I'm with you there, right? But I'm not seeking it out. I'll, I'll you got it. Way. You got all it. Right, cool. <laughs> well, listen, man. Jim, as always, man, I'd like to thank you for for coming on tonight. And we had some fun articles to go through, man. Um, tell us where can uh, where can everyone find you across social media, especially if they want to comment uh, on your article or make your pizza. <laughs> drop a line to you, man. There you go. So you type uh, Jim Cook's Food Good wherever you get social media or insidehook.com. You'll find uh, you'll find me there. And Bud, thanks for having me as always. This is the best part of my week. Awesome, man. Listen, thanks everyone else for joining us tonight. Please, guys, if you can, like and subscribe our video. Um, check out the I Need Pizza Club page here on YouTube. There's a bunch of other videos that you can check out as well, or video pods. Uh, and on that note, guys, check us out next week for another episode. Thanks, all. Thank you. See you, buddy.